Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Guys, when I say MSG, what immediately comes to mind? Mm, saltiness. Okay. Unhealthy. Oh, really? Where'd you hear that? I guess I just hear it from everyone else, right? <laughs> Which is not a great thing. I just probably have been used to being conditioned by the fact that people have said, oh, yeah, it's not good for your health. Okay, yeah. so, so generally you think that it's bad for you? I always see signs, no MSG added. So I suspect, you no, know, mm. you've got a general perception. Most people want to avoid MSG. Yeah, okay. So people are real salty about MSG. Mm. Uh, very controversial condiment uh, nice. that many believe is unhealthy. It has gained a pretty bad reputation over the years so let's settle this once and for all on the breakfast show and answer the question is it really that bad okay so this was a question sent over to ask st over the weekend you can find it in the straits times singapore health authorities are rolling out these large public education campaigns to try to reduce our sodium intake by 15 percent because singaporeans on average consume way more sodium than the daily recommended allowance guess what has been the suggested replacement for salt msg that's right yeah mm. that's one of the replacements big associations including the singapore heart foundation and national kidney foundation have recommended the use of monosodium glutamate or msg as a partial salt replacement does this surprise you it does i'm just wondering as well how much is too much i suppose you can't go overboard with these things as yeah well. yeah moderation definitely is key yeah my question here is is it a case of it being healthy or is it the lesser of two evils <laughs> when yeah. it's compared with salt. Yes. So I think it's probably lesser of two evils. First MSG fact to go through on Breakfast Bites. Regular table salt is 40% sodium. MSG contains 12% sodium. So that's a third the amount in table salt. So what MSG is, is L-glutamic acid. So it's a common amino acid naturally found in foods like tomatoes and cheese, which people then figured out how to extract and ferment. Right. So the process is almost like how we make yogurt and wine. We've basically found a way to crystallize the amino acids found in protein-rich foods. I'm sure you've heard of the term umami, mm -hmm. right? It's fifth taste. The fifth taste, that's right. So there's sweet, sour, salty... Bitter? Bitter! That's the one. <laughs> and then there's umami. It's the savory taste. It's That's basically what MSG is. Mm. Um, there's an interesting story of how MSG came to be. Do you know the story? No? So it started over a hundred years ago when a Japanese man, he was also a university professor, was so amazed by the umami taste from his wife's seaweed <laughs> soup, okay? And he decided to find a way to replicate that taste. So he identified the key substance as glutamate acid, which is naturally found in seaweed, and then he crystallized it through some chemistry experiments. Then he started Ajinomoto and the whole industry, and the rest is history. And apparently he told his wife, Oishi desu. <laughs> Oishi desu. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He found a way to replicate the taste and put it in a bottle, which I think is amazing. Yep. So where can you find MSG? You may think immediately canned foods, processed food, mm. sauces, Chinese restaurants, yes. right? It will be clearly labeled on the packets or cans as MSG or sometimes the very vague flavor enhancer mm. uh, is another description of MSG in processed foods. But other surprising foods that are high in glutamate, fruit juice, nuts, 
tomatoes, breast milk, guys. Breast milk, right? Yeah. Wow. You can find a lot of those acids in breast milk. Wow. So one last question to answer on today's breakfast bites: Would you say there's a difference in consuming, say, glutamates in fresh foods, like if you eat a fresh tomato, you eat fresh cheese, versus industrially made MSG? Do you think there's a difference to your body? I would think so. Yes. I, I would think don't then- think so. So I ah. got to that sense of thirst sometimes after eating cheese. Mm. So I imagine to some degree is the same. All right. The no. answer is no. If you were to look at the molecular structure of MSG, the body sees it as a glutamate molecule. The body cannot differentiate between the two types, so there really is no difference. But the main difference is the foods that contain MSG day to day usually are foods that are also high in sodium, oil, and fat. So doctors say if you feel sluggish after like a big mala meal. Mm. It's probably not the MSG that's causing it. It's everything, right? It's high in sodium. It has high. That's it's right. high in MSG. It's also high in fat. So the best approach really is to eat healthfully overall and minimize the use of salts. That includes MSG. That includes salts. But maybe you don't need to be so frightened of it. Yeah. So this actually goes into the backstory of why there was so much bad press or bad rap for MSG. So back in the 1960s, <laughs> there was a Chinese American doctor. Yes. Who ate a lot at Chinese restaurants, yeah. and it was then dubbed Chinese, Chinese restaurant, restaurant syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I read about that as so well. So it was kind of tied and linked to MSG. So it had a bad rap from there on. That's right. And people actually linked it to uh, racism. And xenophobia as well, but now case is closed. MSG is not so bad for you, but still take it easy. Thank you, Doctor Seek. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O Audio at the App Store and Google Play.